Once upon a time, a wolf loved a rabbit. A rabbit loved a deer. A wolf also loved a deer, but as a friend, no homo. Welcome to the Cherryton School Report presented by Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends featuring special guest star Victoria Goldenberg. Welcome to the show, Victoria. You are one of our favorite people, the heart and soul of Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends. And, you know, like you've shaped who we are and now you're back to, and you're not talking about anuses anymore. You're here to well... talk. <laughs> You could. I mean, don't don't count it out. <laughs> if you can find a way to make this episode about anuses, I no, would be please. really grateful. I'm confident that if you, of it. if you really throw that challenge down, it is it, it is doable. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. But um, I'm Sabrina Ray. With us, my co-host, Don Munson. We are talking about Beastars. We're at the finale of season two, finally. Um, I've heard that the third season has been greenlit, but uh, there's been no like further development in that way. Uh, it'll probably be another year or two before we see anything about it. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the ride. Um, Victoria, just tell us, you know, like where you're coming at with this series. Like, I've heard that you weren't that big on the first uh, season. Yeah, it it didn't really click with me. I wanted to like it a lot more than I did, but there were just certain aspects that weren't, certain aspects aspects of it didn't seem to, how to put it. Uh, I I felt like some parts of it didn't really necessarily rise above the genre conventions. Like I was disappointed with how the last few episodes had kind of turned into a rescue the girl mission. Like. It's okay. It doesn't click with everyone. I think we're going to have some, some divesting opinions, not divesting, uh, diverging opinions about the this particular episode. I'm very curious um, because it did not go in directions I necessarily expected. Uh, and it veered into what I will call batshit crazy territory. So Which is good. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing that you are more enthusiastic. I actually very much did like the first season of Beastars. It is, I think one of the things that I like best about Beastars is its quirkiness. And I like its whole, um, I like the world building that is taking place there, the yeah. weirdness of it. Um, but I I actually don't like more conventional plot lines necessarily. I think Beastars does a good job of keeping things um, both grounded in the reality of of um let's call it creature to creature interaction uh that we experience uh, as humans um but that it is extended and then uh additional layers are added on i actually think i find that to be the most interesting as long as it doesn't get too maudlin or one note uh, but that that's me what are the good parts of Stars, victoria Sorry to put you on the spot, but so especially the second season just really, really, it really clicked to me a lot more. I thought that it it did a lot more interesting things with it with its world. I liked um, the increase the increasing focus. I think on the draw on the drama club, which I, I like that because it's not 
the first the first it's not that's the first thing you would think of that a series about anthropomorphic animals would be heavily focused on the theater kids um i really liked the subtle switching of louis and Lagoshi's positions or their 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 morals their you know their growth so when you say that you liked the the theater club in the second season um, don't you think the theater club was way more featured in the first season and that we got to see the play? Uh, a lot of the characters that were in the club were sort of fleshed out with episodes. Like the, we got Bill with his uh, blood addiction. We got, um, we got little moments with, uh, with the various like backstage guys. Um, but this season, we seem to step away from the actual performances and stuff. And I don't know if the club actually ever did anything. <laughs> yeah, what plays um, did they put no, on they this just... year? All right. I mean, I could I could be misremembering. It has been what a year since a year or so since I watched the first season. Um, but I felt like it was more. It was a little more focused on their their inner workings, their dynamics. There was definitely was some of that like with um, with Lagoshi and sort of like. Um, the, and and the animosity that was growing between the herbivores and carnivores and like yeah. the stuff like tearing off of the the carnivore's arm i'm forgetting his name right now i think it begins with a p pow no, oh right. uh, i know who you're thinking you know? of though there was no. anyway it, there was there was a lot of that. like there was a lot of interesting dynamics going on but less of the actual like meat and potatoes of the club itself. Yeah. So that that's... was an interesting choice, but yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, did you like the episode where Sheila went shopping with the, with the sheep? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was suitably gay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like the gay stuff. I know you like the stuff that's a little bit outside of the hetero norm. I do. It's my, that's my, that's my meat and potatoes. Do you think that that was one of the appeals of this season versus last season? I mean, they definitely had some of that last season with like Louis, like putting his hand, his fingers in Lagoshi's mouth, et cetera. But it seems like they may have taken that a little bit further this season. Yeah. Like I, like I, you know, I'd, I'd seen a lot of like the shippy fan art and such or maybe not a lot, but I've seen some of it. Um, but you know, as with most cases in shipping, it's usually not, you know, it, it usually involves a certain amount of extrapolation, but with this with this season especially, I feel like you could just, you know, it it almost feels like the the fact that characters are canon or like canon heterosexual are canon heterosexual that is like, it almost feels like an editorial concession because all their actions say otherwise. You know, you'll have there one scene really stood out. Lagoshi's like, go like, man, it's hard to talk to girls, and immediately turns to Louis and it's like, let's elope. <laughs> and I'm like that. No, that that framing, like, and you know that 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 framing is the kind of thing you'll see in shows that want to be queer but don't necessarily have the clearance to do so. I think. Um, I know you one misspoke. Thing you and I, talked, but, oh. I know you misspoke, but you meant to say Haru, but you said Louis. So like, <laughs> no, he did. It he was said, they, were, they were talking. Said, they were talking. He said, "Let's elope to Louis after." Not in those exact words, but he's basically like, let's run away together. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yes, you're uh, right. You're right. There was that doesn't really do yes. she, she just kind of shows up on the, on the balcony, too, or the fire escape to just, well, like... Yeah. he proposes to her. 
but there's nothing there are no hetero like romances that go anywhere in this season yeah yeah the, all the of romance the like, angle yeah all happen. of the really romantic stuff happens between the boys and it's like it's very shoujo manga for a, something that was right. published in shonen Man- magazine right yeah yeah I will say I really I, I liked the scene. I like the scene where Lagoshi um, proposes to her and the fact she just got, you know, just kind of rejects it because it is such it is such a jump. You know, that she's I think I think it's a really nice inversion that she's the more experienced, you know, she's the more sexually experienced character between the two, even even if even if a lot of times it does kind of, you know, go back to what I said about the first season, it doesn't necessarily play out in terms of the actual plot. Yeah, because she did kind of just become a damsel of distress at the end of the first season. But I feel like here she played a more, I think, a more suitable role as sort of this mediate mediator for our really awkward, our really awkward and naive hero. For me, we didn't get enough hotter this season because although I I sometimes found her repulsive, <laughs> um, I thought that she had a really strong finish last season where you said that yeah. she was the victim. And that's true in the sense that the story placed her in jeopardy. But her actual, like, like um, her last um, storyline, which ended with her writing the letter to her, to uh, basically to herself about her situation and how she kind of, like, said, like, all right, eat me, fucker. <laughs> 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 to, like, the head of the lion... Yakuza like that was a really strong character moment yeah and, uh, she was just a strong character out the gate she's just no nonsense like she cut down that girl that was trying to like make a narrative about how she was a man stealing mm-hmm. like nobody and like she just like she just seemed like the most powerful thing in this tiny tiny package yeah um, and she was obviously in control of the relationship with Lagoshi the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but this season, we didn't get much no, more to we, flesh that out. I'd love to jump in if I could, just because... Yeah, please. If you end season one, you think that this is sort of a love story. <laughs> and then you start season two, and I remember complaining to you that we were pretty much back to square one with their relationship there. It was as if there'd been no progression at all. And then I, and I thought that was a precursor to the show taking us through another sort of tortured love story. But in fact, the show had, <laughs> had totally other plans in mind. It really had no desire to like it. It played it almost off as comedic relief. And it was definitely not the main plot of what's going on in this season yeah it's interesting i don't even know if you should separate the two seasons almost it's almost like they they work together really well because you didn't get the conclusion at all of the uh thames killer story in the first season if that was it it's kind of unsatisfying in a way um and then they make it all about that this season but it turns out to be almost like this do this like i think Lagoshi says that when he fights riz you know it's not about winning or losing it's not about like like justice prevailing it's about whether Lagoshi's like feelings about how love conquers all with herbivores and uh claws and fangs are meant to protect is the is the winning philosophy or not winning but the the stronger philosophy, the the more acceptable 
philosophy or if Riz is like sort of like we are meant to eat them and our relationships will never be more than that unless we delusionally like conjure them up to be that. Um, and, and so the showdown is just comes down to sort of like, which of them has, has it right. (laughs) It does. I feel like, yeah, that's the central tension here. And it There's... changes the way you look at Haru, too. It changes the way you look at Haru and Legoshi because he talks about how he, his, his relationship with Haru could have easily been just him eating her. And that would have concluded the relationship in the same way. <laughs> yes, that, that would have been a very definitive end to the relationship. It's like a, it's like a two-episode show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, you could, you could torture more out of it because um, Riz was very tortured. Uh, and there was, there's sort of a, we mined a little bit into that. It, you could have taken a much darker twist on the whole thing, but I'm frankly glad we did not. Um, that was not a, a, um, devouring I, I desired to see. Uh, but I do feel like their relationship was more comic. And I, the, the main problem I have with this denouement here at the end of season two is that what the hell are we doing? Legoshi does not have to confront Riz by himself. In fact, there is supposed to be, what is it, nine eyes or I'm... I'm six I'm, eyes. Six, six eyes, eyes, thank you. I'm furious that this serpent has not returned to the, to the forefront and fulfilled your job as the security guard of the school. Not to mention that if there's people running around, I mean, like, uh, I am forgetting the panda bear's name. Gohin. Gohin, like, I understand this is not Gohin's particular role, and I suppose he's trying to train Legoshi, but excuse me, like, if this is happening out there, I feel like there's some moral obligation to be involved and perhaps to to participate or otherwise oversee. Like, this whole, it's played off as like the, I'm, I'm thinking of, what are the gangs in, um, uh, it's not the Hatfields and McCoys. That's that's going too far. But like the after school gangs. West Side gangs. Story? Yes, West Side Story. Thank you so much. That's the what I'm talking Hatfields about. The Hatfields and the McCoys. I know, I know. I, I, re- I recognize, I, even had, I even have not even had anything to drink tonight. But I mean, it's really like, like oh man, we're going to fight at the at the soda shop on at 2 p.m. Or it's it's as stupid as that. They're like getting together on New Year's Eve to like have a brawl out. And then I'm it, the stakes are wildly different. Legoshi, and I'm not spoiling it for you, dear listener, wins. <laughs> and we can get into the absolutely nuts way that happens. Um, but when he wins... Riz is like, oh, yeah, you're right. I guess you can have relationships that aren't purely devouring between... Like, dude, if you had won, you would have, what, killed and eaten Legoshi? I'm... And then yeah, what, like, gone and killed and eaten everybody else? Like, there's... The stakes were wildly different here, is what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. they're just going to let Riz go. It's like, oh, you learned your lesson, bud. Yeah, Louis also fights his nature a bit towards the end where he he wants to say something pithy and shitty about it, but then he kind of just says, like, I forgive you. Yeah, no, so well, that's I, I also batshit crazy. You beat, like, a serial... Not a, he's not a serial killer, he only did this once, but you beat up, 
like a killer, and then you're like, showed you, huh? Like, wh- what is that? <laughs> That's totally in line with the rest of the season, which had confrontations, which just sort of petered out entirely, or were 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 as I said before, were were just shuffled away with a Family Guy gag, a Family yeah. Guy level gag of like a cleaning <laughs> lady showing up out of nowhere. True. Or, I- or the ding of the washing machine when Rokume is revealing like all the big secrets about the, the history of the school or whatever. And Lagoshi's just like, excuse me, my laundry. I don't want it to get stinky because it's, you know. Well, um, and Victoria, was... I want to hear Victoria's opinion. I on absolutely this. Like, Victoria... do. Just one second before we go. Like, I don't or before really... we go over to Victoria. Yes, I, I have to get this out because I will forget it. What happened to the whole B-Stars thing? All right. Like the actual, you know, performance B-Star. Anyway, go, go, Victoria. Please, I so, really want to hear what you have to say. I mean, I assume some of that will come back later, just because this, you know, this was based on a lengthy manga, manga series, and they're just adapting it to seasonal things. They're going to have to be, they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be these were discrete cutoffs that didn't happen in the manga. Like, I'm okay, I'm okay with most of that. Although I do think the... Six six eyes. I did. I did expect her to show up again, and she didn't. Anyway, uh, yeah. I think. I mean. I think the. I I think. I I feel like the fighting is just sort of a. You kind of a down, kind of a, a kind of, or kind of a compromise with it being shonen. Like a lot of a lot of shonen does kind of promise this action fighting. I I am I'm not a big fan of fighting and action. I, I it it's I'd I'd rather see conflicts resolved in. I'd rather I'd rather see conflicts revol- resolved in almost almost more civil ways, actually. But I think it's you know I think it's, it's I think it's just sort of a concession that ha- that has to be made because people people like watching fights, they like watching action. I may it not, work- but it works for me to an extent. Like the way B Stars does it is they kind of have it both ways because like they do have the big action, they do have Lagoshi eating Louis's leg. And gaining his super wolf form. No homo. <laughs> yeah, it's super wolf form. No gosh, homo. there's so many ways to dissect it. We don't even have enough time. And yeah. he uses some kind of special move where he dazzles Riz with him with the energy of the moths. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean was the only scene I can't really explain because I just assumed that was some kind of phantasmagorical thing going on in Logoshi's subconscious before, where he was having the conversation with the moth through the ancient, like, time stream or whatever it was. But in this one, it looks like Riz gets dazzled by it and loses himself a bit and then gets, like, slammed pretty hard after that. Seems like a good party trick. Let me dazzle you with my no, moth like essence. Game, basically, right? It is. Like, <laughs> you know, once your bar fills up, you unleash the moths. Anyway, he goes super Saiyajin. We can talk about definitely about the way that, like, that makes any sense for Louis to be like, "Eat my leg." <laughs> I know you've been trying really hard not to eat meat this whole time, and that's been like one of the whole points of the season was to get to what Don called a sort of Buddhist place where everything would be like uh that you harmonic. would consume would would be harmonically yeah, like yeah, uh, I... used in in as a would be given purpose and i guess in a sense uh it's louis trauma that he eats 
It's Louis's like um, traumatic upbringing within the black market that Lagoshi really eats, and he breaks the curse that sort of hung over Louis all this time, where he thought he was still kind of in that cage. Um, can't call him number four anymore. <laughs> now you could just call him one, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, a lot of the tension, a lot of the tension we had in between Louis and Lagoshi did not really resolve around Louis wanting to eat Lagoshi. And the way they've tag teamed up to defeat Riz, again, not something that needed to happen, but okay, uh, is a, it, like, where do you, where do they go from here? Like, I, I will give them this, that, particular cliffhanger really got me because there was a little bit of cleanup at the end where Lagoshi is voice voicing over uh and says you know uh they they forgave me once once Louis explained the whole situation it's going to be a black mark I won't be able to go back to school because he ate some part of someone's leg yeah uh, yeah that seems fairly reasonable he's on I, probation I, yeah and it's not double secret probation this is like straight up we have our eye on you because you like ate, and also that moth, I guess. Although, really, I'd like to point out <laughs> the real crime. I think that eating, yeah, there's no crime in eating bugs, and uh, it seems that Lagoshi was pretty enervated, enervated um, by eating those, <laughs> eating those grubs. I'm I'm surprised why they're not like, hey, this is a this is a thing we can do. This is uh, really going to come in handy for all you carnivores out there, right? <laughs> You're not going to believe this. I mean, it it does raise the question: Is why do when anyone else eats meat, do they not suddenly hulk up to enormous size and tap into this like amazing power? Which makes it seem more like it's Lagoshi in particular that that has this ability. Is that his B stars hook? Except he's not part of a school anymore. I I I mean I. Because I do not read the manga and uh, have have abstained from any of that, I literally cannot picture where this thing is going. It reminds me of um, when I was watching Howl's Moving Castle, and I think like 15 minutes into it, I turned to my wife and I said, good Lord, I cannot figure out what is going to happen next in this movie. I, I have no ideas at all. Like, it could do anything. Uh, and here, Beastars is kind of similar. The only thing I'm going to prognosticate is that Haru and Lagoshi's relationship will A, continue, and B, be tortured and unrequited, at least until the very end of season three and perhaps forever. Okay, so, Victoria, um, you, in your opinion... What was the purpose of having Louis and probably, Lagoshi team probably, up to take down? Probably Riz. for the sake of you know re- reaching some resolution with their with their ideals over over carnivores versus herbivores. I think, or, or what carnivores should do really. I think it's I think it's more I think it's more metaphorical for that, or maybe not even metaphorical. Just it's it, it's it's just it's just a resolution to that. Their their um their rivalry couldn't have gone on forever. I don't think the metaphor of eating and some of the internal logic with the powers is necessarily consistent in Beastars unless unless you know they're unless it's setting up for things for reveals that are going to come later. But 
that that happens a lot. That's I, I think that's I think that's just another risk of, of a long a long running serialization. You you know you have to come up with things off the end. What I like about it is that they are animals. <laughs> what I like about it is that they are animals, and they lean into sort of this animal behavior. A wolf and a bear would get each other going. Like the the like nature of them is to fight one another for territory and stuff like that so it works and and yes a wolf would need the energy that a that eating a deer would provide it to in order to have the biological strength to compete against a a fully grown bear but like um i think that the season overall was leaning in this direction in the sense that um we had a, a episodes about segregation there, we found out that other schools outside of the Cherryton school um, had already been segregated where herbivores and carnivores weren't taking classes together. They didn't have club together. And now we know that Cherryton, because of the, 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 um, the arm incident that I referred to earlier, um, because of that and the devouring before it, uh, Cherryton is now going to also go segregated. But the club fights back and... Louis and Lagoshi are sort of representative of the carnivore and the herbivore within that club. And that club sort of becomes like this kind of cool rebellious thing. Like it's the only place where like they, they can like get together and like just be themselves, but also like kind of learn about what makes it hard for each other and like what the differences are and what the similarities are. And like, I feel like that all comes to play in the fact that Lagoshi and Louis Lugosi or Louis by themselves, maybe kind of disqualified from being B star just because they don't understand that other side, because maybe not half, but like there are two different types of creatures in this B stars world, or maybe there's more, Um, but there's, there's more than there's, there's different types of creatures in this world. And in order to really like be the guiding star for all of the animal world, you kind of have to know both sides of it. And I think what they're saying is that like a carnivore really can't understand an herbivore, but it can, a carnivore can get to know an herbivore and an herbivore can get to know a carnivore and they can better each other. So the sense that like, even though we didn't get a B-star this season, you know, we did see them be like, Louis kept saying, Lagoshi, be a hero. I'm in the dark. I can't be a hero. But I think what he did at the end, giving him giving up his leg and, you know, walking away from the cliffhanger last, last week, which we didn't even discuss, which is um, Ibuki sacrificing himself so that Louis could get out of the black market and out of the gang. Um, all of that sort of like makes Louis heroic, too. I keep saying Louis, but it is spelled with an R, apparently. I just want to correct that for all the people who have been telling me for years. I, it it actually it's, bugs it's me a Louis. lot. It's Louis. Like, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's this, well, you know that, you know, that the, the that it's just an approximate. Well, Hal, Hadu is not Hadu. It's Hal when they write it out. And it, yeah. It's, like a character in a play or something like Hal or like Malcolm in the middle's husband. I'll beat that. You remember the old J-pop group, Hal? Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think that was also <laughs> meant to be Haru, right? <laughs> it was just, 
I, 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 I don't know what it was Silas at this point. Anyway, I think that's really just proving the point. That's really just proving the point. That the the R just seems like that's probably something Japanese management wanted, but it's it's Louis. Like it's just it's just being it's just being it does make it easier to romanized from yeah. yeah. It reminds me of the Van Churches, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, they use a V instead of a U because if you're looking for churches, the band, and it's spelled like churches, the building, you're screwed. <laughs> you're gonna get so many hits that yeah. it won't make a lot of sense. Or like. Marina and the Diamonds does like albums where she'll dispel the like title and you're like, well, you dispelled fruit. It's like, well, if you look it up as it's spelled on the album, you only get her stuff. So it seems pretty smart, actually. Prince was really ahead of his time. Yeah, right. He really predict he predicted Google. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's go back to that cliffhanger, Dawn, because you thought that maybe Louis Rui might have been shot or he might have done the shooting, but it turned out to be quite different. You don't even remember. The episode actually doesn't start with the actual, like, Yoasobi song, um, the one called Monster. That's true, yeah. It starts with the ending theme, which is a common thing in, in some anime. Like, they sometimes do that for dramatic purposes. But in this case... That song is about the moment where Ibuki sacrifices himself for Louis and sort of like redeems himself for his past actions and sort of like finds an inner peace. So I I guess I didn't fully, and I appreciate us going back to this because I, I have to confess, I didn't get it. And I'm still not sure I get it. <laughs> oh, I think it's a pretty typical gangster sort of thing where he's done a lot of bad shit or like an assassin like Black Widow where like there's a lot of red in the letter- ledger and uh, and someone comes along who shows you that you're not unsavable, that you're not unsalvageable and um, and makes you happy. But, you know, like to keep him in the gang... Uh, would have been fine he would have been happy to have him be the leader but when he said that he when he realized that he wasn't going to stay and it never made sense to me why he didn't stay I, I don't know how you feel about this victoria but like um i don't know why he couldn't just be like i'm leaving the gang and uh i i i'll come back someday after i take care of this stuff with Lagoshi. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have been planning to feed him his foot. So No, that, that couldn't have been a knowledge point. But Don and I talked about it, but we couldn't really like come to a consensus on why exactly Louis thought that he he should just leave the black market behind entirely. Like I yeah, guess he was that's... done with it. What did you think? It it seemed like a sudden abandonment, but I'm just gonna go with plot reasons. That they just want, you know, that's just that's, that's so just, that's, unsexy. Yeah. Dig deep. It is. <laughs> it is truly unsexy. I agree. That, but, but that's, but that's actually generally how I, how I approach things for what it's worth. Like I'm looking at the decision, at the decisions the writers and creators made. I, I think, I think that's, I think that's really it. There's just some, sometimes, sometimes you need to, um, some, you know, sometimes it, sometimes, sometimes that you need. Sometimes you need the plot convenience. I mean, that's why I think Rokume is in the story at all, because it just needed a way to get us back into 
the Tem murder after yeah. going way off track for several episodes, right? Um, yeah, we I just think needed, I th- we just needed an impetus to make it urgent again, right? And and that's and that's and that's and that's sort of what happened here is that you know we need we need a reason for Louis to leave the gang and this worked even if it's just even if even if it seems like a really sudden decision then it doesn't entirely make sense that he would abandon the you know abandon abandon a route that was working but i really really liked ibuki so i was very sad when uh when he sacrificed himself because i'd grown quite fond of him and sort of his like he was taking care of Louis, you know, he was like getting him salads and like he was watching out for him when shady large women would show up at the bar. You know, I just, I really liked the sort of paternal sense that he, he started to develop for him. It was like the, you know, like in, in Yakuza stories, the, the Waka, like Louis became like the Waka, the young boss. And, uh, and he was like the older grizzled, yakuza guy ibuki was and uh and anyway it turned out that his underling who they 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 made this more obvious in the in the in the anime than the manga so it wasn't as surprising when it happened you can kind of see it coming uh he makes the guy promise to shoot him if he ever goes full beast and tries to eat the eats the boss because <laughs> i mean it doesn't really there's no like there's no trigger or catalyst to that like statement but it kind of works, and I, I was sad. Were you sad, people? Was this a sad moment for you guys? I mean, the song makes me kind of cry a little bit. The thing that I still don't get is he sacrificed himself because he knew that that would, what? That that would release, like, he is honor-bound to slaughter Louis because Louis is leaving the, the... Louis's dead in this version of the story. There oh, is bo- that he what's ate being... the boss, I assume, and now he's taken the fall for eating the boss or attacking the boss, and Louis like escaped into the night or whatever. Yeah, but what about that's what I didn't understand. Like the um, Ibuki's second, what's his name? Sugar, I think, but I'm not okay, sure. Okay, let's go with Sugar. What <laughs> is is Sugar? Sugar is just Sweetie cool. Cakes. <laughs> just just cool with Lagoshi doing his own thing. Like he's not gonna. He's not going to, oh, sorry, Louis, Ibuki. Louis, Louis. Yeah, right, sorry. Louis off doing his own thing. Like, I'm, what is Sugar's report to the rest of the of the pack or the pride? Is he going to come back and they're like, oh, what happened? I had to kill Ibuki because he tried to eat the boss. Oh, what happened to the boss? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that when was the thing that the I... When he was gone? I don't know. That, but he that, wasn't. But they had know, a discussion. There's, you don't have to tell the truth. <laughs> I guess, but the, to me, it was not clear that sugar was in complicit in uh Lagoshi's departure that was what was confusing to me please say louis okay sorry <laughs> you're right uh i'm thinking louis if it makes it feel any better which it doesn't um it does not seem that sugar is complicit in louis's departure yeah um i also like the fact that louis the one who sort of sees this guy to his end it reminds me of the fact that we sort of met louis when he was playing a character called adler the grim reaper and uh it it kind of brings that back again a little bit where 
he got him killed basically. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I, I think it's just a nice Yakuza story. You know, just a heartwarming. <laughs> yes, about... definitely heartwarming because it ends in absolute tragedy. But but it, but I, but I like it. I I like that that I like that Ibuki's just his surrogate father. While his own while his relationship with his actual father is putting a gun to his head and being like, "I don't want to go to school anymore, Dad. It's not a phase. Let me drop out." <laughs> uh, I wish you'd been on that episode. That was a good one. Yes, um, his dad cares a lot more than he thought he did, too. Um, so, the, sort of having having someone paternal in the gang uh, also feeds into the whole thing where Louis, like, misjudged his actual, like, adopted father as well. Yeah. Um, Every, everyone, everyone needs to... Everyone needs to everyone needs to ask what the other person is thinking and try to understand, try to understand their viewpoint. My favorite moment of this whole episode is when Lagoshi, having been bit in the midsection comes back, (laughs) dazzles him with moths, is able to slam his head, but he gets manhandled. And then he's, uh, Riz is confessing that, he actually does know what's going on and he's not delusional. He just likes this version of the story better that he and Tim had a friendship, but he knows that he, they didn't, that what they had was something else or that he never got to the stage where like he ruined it. He knows yeah. it. He's, he's a tortured and then, gay. And then Lagoshi gold blooms. <laughs> and- He's got his he's got his hand behind his head and he's got his leg in the exact position of the Jeff Gold blooming gold bloom. Ah uh, yes. The Jeff, the Jeff Gold bloom pose. And he's just like, let's talk more about that. And and Riz is like, we're having a fight to the death here, Lagoshi. <laughs> Should we maybe finish that? And Lagoshi's like, no. And he's We've like, got, okay. Yeah, I know. Let's have a let's pause for an intermission. And just talk it out. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. the gold blooming so much. It's so out of it's so out of left field. I, I do I do like I know I know you were um before you were if you were on the part where he where Goshi like stops the conversation to get his laundry, but I actually like those I like those breaks of I tension. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 weird. <laughs> but it, it makes me laugh and it made me laugh on the page a lot too. Um, as an, as yeah, an awkward oh. person, I can relate. <laughs> so it's just definitely totally spoiling the mood. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like a little bit of mood spoiling though. Yeah. You know, like this could have been very by the numbers. This could have been a drag out fight between two monsters in which like, it, you know, it could have gone very one piece with just like the final punch and then the person's eyes go white and Riz falls over, the police take him away or whatever. Yeah, that did uh, not happen. Lagoshi <laughs> and Louie have a beer. <laughs> and actually no. one thing, I say one thing, I think that um, it's interesting actually thinking about the fighting part, how um, Padre Itagaki's father, Keisuke Itagaki, is like his, his signature series is Baki the Grappler, which... 
three you and I both of us mm-hmm. said we don't like. I but that actually like that no, I, it's 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 kind of gross. I just remember reading and seeing eyes popping out of sockets. Um, so the, you know, there's some there's some of that there's some there's some of that DNA in B stars, but the fights are not the resolution. They're not the end goal. They're just kind of part and parcel of the genre. But I do like the way they fight, and although they're this is probably the the least amount of fighting they do, uh, I thought what they had was good. You know, it looked good. Um, yeah, they they stayed on. It's just a great looking show in general. Yeah, but, the direct the direction's really good. I really like the split screens. I really I really like that because one thing you can get with these with these three D CG models is. You can you can have more you know you can um you can have the characters having these more subtle reactions. So having the split screen where one character is talking, the other is like is kind of like squirming or cringing or just waiting for the opportunity to talk. I I think that's I think that's really really good really good direction and use of the use of the medium. What about you, Don? How are you feeling about this episode about this fight scene and? How it As I, I said, I thought it was crazy. I I am not. I, I don't understand the Voltronic combination of Legoshi and uh, Louis, <laughs> uh, whereby I don't. I mean, I also like the whole my. And I'll form the foot. <laughs> I know, but like I'm just bugged by the idea that oh yeah, it's this is cool. Legoshi, after having been beat up, will eat a little bit of meat. And really, like, the hoof is not the most tender, delicious bit of the deer. Uh, <laughs> really? And that's, that's going to totally... This is why like, Dawn's invaluable on this show. <laughs> this is going to be, like, what, a, a Goku situation where, like, you did, get did Goku uh, Dende healing? Like... Remember Dende... Well, I'm I'm really throwing us back where they they had that healing kid Dende who uh, like restored them to full health. Like that's what happens, and he gets stronger each time he's like close to being defeated. So that that's what happens. And so what are we going to go on like a weird cross country tour where Legoshi goes with Louis, and every time he's down, like you know, like ding ding ding, they hit the bell, and he goes back to the corner with his trainer. Louis, who like feeds him a body part and then he gets up and squashes his opponent. Like, I just found it really comical and super weird. And I'm kind of like, where the hell is Six Eyes? I'm just so annoyed by that. I mean, you are the worst guard ever for any sort of location. I I mean, I I don't know. I've I've seen some pretty bad ones at at work. (laughs) You've seen some pretty bad ones? Before the pandemic. I've definitely, I've definitely, I've definitely seen security guards do do less. Oh yeah. Like so, you know, if um, if you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure some of the ones in buildings I've worked with, you know, if if somebody killed somebody, they right in front of them, they wouldn't look up. Yeah. So right. you know, give the give the snake I'm a la- break. I'm laughing, but I'm not really laughing. It's uh, absurd. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm well. I would rather I'm have Paul Blart mall cop on my side than six eyes is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, wait, Paul Bart. Wow. Dude, this, the scene when Louis offers him his leg is so fucking sexy. I'm not lying here. <laughs> he's like, he's like, because of you, 
Louis, you saved me, you know, like, and, and, and he's, and he's like, I'm going to go out there and fight. He's like, you don't have to fight. You don't have to, but if you're just going to go ahead and die, then go now. And Louis crying. He's crying. (laughs) He hasn't cried the whole series, but he's crying now because his friend is going to die. Yeah. After he, after he described him as an important person to him, or I think the subtitles translate as person he loved, which, you know, even sexier. Yeah. Yeah. That was sexy too. And like, yeah. how can I be so weak? And oh. yet oh. the actual devouring. Eat me. Is off screen Eat me. <laughs> and it's, it's totally devoid of passion as far as we can tell. Uh, I mean, when I've heard the part where he raises his pants and he's like, I'll make you hungry. <laughs> I mean, the Lagoshi's like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I would actually like to get um, Haru's reaction to the fact that her prior boyfriend and her current boyfriend have engaged in this mini devouring. We didn't have time just, for it. I, I guess think he's not. writing the fanfic. But um, so they set up a couple of good things for next season. I'm not going to spoil much, but I will tell you this. Lugoshi does drop out of school next season and he goes off to live on his own. And that's the third arc. And it's one of my favorites. It's uh, it's really good. Um, he, he has these na- He has this neighbor named Seven. She's like a she's like a, a sheep or a. I forget exactly what type of herbivore she is, but it's like he enters into this like mature working world. And it's such a, if you like world building, things get really crazy. And it turns out that when you uh, are on probation for devouring, you cannot get married to an herbivore. So well, that's going to I mean, That seems fair. That's going to agree a with damper. I on that. I agree with Victoria, but I will also um, say exactly when does probation end in this case? I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to see. I, I did read that the third season is going to be the last one, so I Good. don't know. Oh. I'm happy well. because there's three more <laughs> arcs, but the last two are very long. Uh, they focus on a single character that is my least favorite um but he's a fan favorite and i'm sure they're going to focus on that but they do confront the idea of b stars in the next season so rejoice i i rejoice in hearing that news coming back to it all right i mean it's the name of the show everyone i would really like us to resolve the b stars narrative if we're going to have a show named b stars yes well i'm sad that it was only it would only be three seasons, but also I think that if they truncated it in a very smart way, they could tell a super succinct version of those last arcs. And if they're only going to do three, better to know now and make the last season be consistent and complete. We have, in fact, reviewed um, episodes of shows that were not all that complete um and... wonder egg priority oh i wonder why that came to your mind sabrina uh Don't and it turns started. out that when you have to um when you try to wedge it all in in a narrative that was pre predetermined as opposed to like finding something that all actually fit in the time you've got um there's a big difference there 
Yeah, I thought this was an extremely strong season, and Beastars is one of my favorite series. It's just it's just interesting and weird in the right ways for me. Uh, my daughter says I'm a furry, but I don't like the sexy stuff, so uh, I'm not really a furry, but I do like the I do like the animal <laughs> people. I mean, that, I like that's, the animal people. That's devote. That's a good five minute conversation right there. Um, We've discussed it on the show before, and we also discussed Sundance Film Festival and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, but would you like to talk about the Sundance Film Festival? Let I me think tell we you. should. It's the only thing we haven't. Like, we need to go full circle here because, sad to say, but we are going on a indefinite hiatus. It's I don't know when we're going to be back. Most likely, when season three of Beastars returns, we will already be back. But um, I got other things going on, and I don't know, like, we started this sort of, like, as the pandemic was coming on, and, like, uh, we were in different places, and we're in so much better places now, and I feel like uh, things things are moving forward in different ways, and I'm super grateful to have had our audience, and to have made such cool merch and, and Victoria, if I haven't said it before, you are the heart and soul of Okashina podcast anime with friends. Like you helped choose like five out of the <laughs> six series we covered or four out of the six series we covered. And you've never guided us wrong. We've always kept things interesting and we're so grateful to have you uh, any podcast that wants to get like, great content and a wonderful voice like behind the scenes or on camera uh, on the mic definitely victoria gets my vote of confidence i get my vote of confidence too uh can't even got to tell a joke you're out you're out you know what you know what that's it the show's over we're canceling (laughs) you're hilarious flaunt it yes um dawn we're going to be playing <laughs> Destiny forever. <laughs> I mean, probably not, but... Uh, We've got like six more raids to do. <laughs> we have a have a ways to go. Um, yes. But yes, we will be back. Um, I, I You make it sound like we're going on an extremely long hiatus. I don't know if it's going to be that long, but... No, uh, um, you know, I'm, I've been more into theater a lot lately, and I've been reading a ton of plays, and I've been writing my own plays, and like I'm... I'm really just immersing myself in that world and I need to be there for a little bit to uh, see where I can take it. And uh, yeah, it might take up several of my nights. Uh, It already is. And I'm already under the wire. That's why these episodes are coming out haphazardly lately. But um, yeah, I think I need a breather and uh, it wouldn't be bad for us to sort of like separate for a bit come back together and and reignite again our love of anime i I still love anime but uh (laughs) i've had this stack for a while and i haven't been watching it with the kind of like fervor that i usually do i've been watching succession i've been watching like other things things that are much more actorly um you know because i watch things in japanese so it doesn't really help my acting in english to watch something in japanese um but I'm not even the acting in B stars. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, <laughs> I still am enjoying it on that level, but it's definitely not like I'm not going into my performances, like thinking about those performances. Exactly. Uh, um, you don't, you don't drink any blood before. I don't. Oh, well I do. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but it's our before blood. So it's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. best kind. Yeah, really. 
Uh, this is getting weird. No, um, <laughs> let me back that up one sec and just say that uh, I'm I'm super happy to have had all of you along for the ride. I hope you'll come back when we come back. Um, I really did want to do something on Cowboy Bebop, but I think I'm going to just relax and watch the show. And I haven't even seen the animated one. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna check those out for myself. Uh, I hope we can do Furikuri someday. I hope we get back to Odd Taxi at some point. Um, yeah, there's a lot that I want to do, but uh, maybe next year? Dawn? What do you think? Like maybe yeah, we can spring. I, that that makes a lot of sense. Twenty twenty plus, you know, December is a a hectic month. Yeah, you know what? It, we're doing you a favor going away. <laughs> this is one less obligation you have to your phone or whatever. You can go out and you could build a snowman. Interesting that you think my obligations are to my phone, but yes, yes, I agree with you. I didn't mean you, Don. I meant audience-wise. Jeez, everything's uh, about you all the time. Well, I mean. From my perspective, it is. Victoria, you look like you have something more to say. I do. Uh, so just stop back to Baki the Grappler for a moment. And just for the queer subtext in Beastars, I think I was mm-hmm. telling you how Baki the Grappler inspired this book about reading it, reading it as BL, which then in turn inspired a live action drama. And I, I feel like you can apply that. You can really apply that same lens here. I mean, like the the way Riz's friendship with Temp, the way the, the very romantic way that is framed, and his like angsting and grieving over it. Um, oh God, what's the wolf girl's name? Juno. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know the 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 way she, the way she seems to almost crush on Haru when she's when she's trying to overcome her own biases. Pina, Pina is is just is is a theater gay. Like anytime he's, yeah. just, you know, he'll be like in, you know, he turns off the room in a light. It turns off the light in a room with the goshi, and it's like, eat me. And then also talking about, you know, when he's with a girl, and I'm like, no, that's that's a lie. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, he can never remember the names of the girls, but he certainly remembers the name of Lagoshi. Yeah, it's. I, I think I think it's I think it's really interesting that you know and maybe that's maybe that's some of the DNA they share they both share as not family. To spoil, is that not to spoil anything? But he and Riz, something happens there. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's a spoiler. That's a real. That really is a spoiler, though. I, I think they probably will cover that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I could, I could, I could see that. I could see that coming. I did actually expect. I actually did think Riz was going to eat him, though. Like Pina had so many death flags on him that, yeah. like, I was just expecting that to happen. So when it when it was real, he could even he couldn't even Riz couldn't bring up his um carnivore instincts enough to eat him. I was I was surprised. Yeah, I, I to me, I thought that was a necessary scene to allow us to let Riz walk away. Like, what if Riz had eaten Pina? And then he's eaten two herbivores. Lagoshi defeats him and then is like, no, don't do that again. Like, well, what, what is that, right? You can't, he has to show some evidence of having, quote unquote, learned his lesson or having the ability to control himself. Yeah. yeah. Manga readers will agree with me, but I think that they messed up by not concluding with Pina and Riz at the end of this arc. Um, it's sort of, finishes out 
the idea that they were pushing towards the end. And I, I don't want to reveal it because I think that they will touch upon it in, at the beginning of season three, hopefully, as well as get going back to the flashbacks with Jack. This is all about the manga people. Um, they'll go back to the flashbacks with Jack. They'll go back to Lugoshi's um, like heritage, which was lightly touched upon, but has much, much more to say. And the series on a whole will get further and further into the sort of idea of intersectionality and, 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 uh, and, and sort of the differences between the races and how they're treated within the Beastars world. So we'll see a lot of cool stuff in that regard. Anyway, thank you for bringing that up, Victoria, because I think that was a very good point. Um, yeah. And then we talked more. <laughs> Victoria, would you like to plug anything? Jeez, it takes you a long time to think about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, me. Just, uh, you know, can follow can follow me on Twitter. I should post a lot. I'm starting. I have been starting to write again. So hopefully, I'll actually build up the motivation to finish them. Good. Yep. Good. <laughs> People love checking out the thing that you haven't written yet. Um, Look, <laughs> what is your Twitter? I'm trying um, to find it right now. It's Adon I also have what is the what is the name of my league of right, Twitter? We're gonna, I started, our I... Twitter. <laughs> we're gonna throw our Twitter in the episode notes. Adon Belay yeah. is A D A N B A L L E T. Is that right? Yes. You're not giving me a yes or no? That's, I said I said yes. It's oh yes, okay. Album. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yes. Um just making sure. Just making sure. Uh, Don, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, this is what I plug. How can you plug this? This is going away for a little bit. But, I mean, we have so much rich and enveloping content for people to explore. That's true. You guys should just go back and listen to the whole show again. By the time you finish, <laughs> we'll be back out the door again. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you both for joining me on this hour final episode of Beastars 2. And let's say goodbye to the Cherryton School Report again. We're going to be back to Wakashina Podcast, I assume, at some point. True. And what do we say? Beast! Wakashiku Ikoyo! No! Beast! In this case, I thought it would be, like, ironic to say beast off, but now you've, you've just... You've ruined it. Yes, I know. <laughs> also, I do. I've ruined things. <laughs>